and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where my half of the conversation took place, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. I'd also like to acknowledge the Ngaitahu tribe who made their home in Te Waipaunamu, the South Island of Aotearoa, New Zealand, 800 years ago before it was colonised by the British. Today I'm talking to Sarah Bonoma from Dancing Sands Gin in Golden Bay. This is the second in a series of special edition features showcasing New Zealand suppliers and producers to celebrate the launch of New Zealand Trade and Enterprises 2022 Made with Care campaign in Australia. A global initiative designed to raise awareness of New Zealand's superlative produce, Made with Care shines a light on thoughtfully created and ethically manufactured food and beverages the country is famous for. New Zealand is recognised all over the world for its commitment to creating environmentally conscious, sustainably mind, minded food and wine. This is not a sponsored or remunerated piece, but when I was asked if I was interested in something a little adjacent to conversation with a chef and I read about the campaign, I jumped at the chance. Dancing Sands Distillery is in Takaka, a tiny town at the top of the South Island and nestled between the Abel Tasman and Kahurangi National Parks, looking out over Golden Bay. It's a stunning part of the world. The Dancing Sands name comes from the Dancing Sands Spring, one of the freshwater springs within Golden Bay's Te Waikorupuku Springs, some of the clearest and freshest water springs in the world. Dancing Sands Gin is double distilled and the botanicals are vapour infused before the spirit is blended with water sourced from the aquifer that feeds Dancing Sands Spring. They had me at gin made from incredible spring water, but there's even more to the Dancing Sands story and I love chatting to Sarah and hearing about love, moving across the world and starting a distillery. Hi, Sarah. It's Joe Ritty here from Conversation with the Chef. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Joe. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for your time today. Oh, very happy to chat to you. <laughs> um, so I'm calling from Melbourne and it's one o'clock and I know that in New Zealand it's 3pm um, there. And, and where are you? <laughs> uh, right now I'm in my home office um, in Tasman at the top of the South Island. Beautiful. Do you have, um, do you have an amazing view out your window? It, well, it, yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, the sun is shining. The uh, lots of greenery, trees. The autumn is here, so everything is a beautiful red-brown colour. Lovely. Um, I was looking on your website, um, and you know, and it's so glorious. Golden Bay is beautiful, and I know that the photos, uh, that the actual reality does live up to the photos. So I'm a bit. <laughs> I'm a bit envious that you're living up there. I'm originally from Christchurch, um, which is also great, but it's very beautiful up in the Tasman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Golden Bay is a pretty special place. Um, it's right at the very top of the South Island, um, for those that haven't um, been here before. And really, the only reason you're coming to Golden Bay is to come to Golden Bay. So there's one road in mm. um, over a very uh, windy hill. And... Um, yeah, you're not on your way to anywhere else. You, once you're here, there's nowhere else to um, to go. But it's beautiful. We're bordered by the Abel Tasman and Kaharangi National Park, so there's lots of beautiful scenery, lots of hiking, beautiful beaches. You name it, it's here. 
Great. That is so beautiful. How did you get there? I think that's sort of, a, I love that story that I've, um, well, I've read, but maybe you're happy to share that, um, that story, given that you're from England and Ben's from the States. <laughs> and yeah, you're in, yeah, yeah. You're in it's, Golden uh, Bay. It's quite a, <laughs> yeah, it's quite a whirlwind. So Ben and I met um, through work. Um, we were both working for sort of multinational uh, companies um, in IT, and we started a long-distance relationship and ultimately decided that we wanted to be together. And to do that, we decided to move to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, so we quit our jobs and packed up everything that we had and uh, moved to Wellington. Mm. Um, and we got uh, we, we sort of started off um, in back in our IT careers in, in Wellington. But since we um, met, we had long wanted to start our own business. And so we were looking around for opportunities and throwing up ideas around. And um, yeah, through that, we were initially looking at the um, brewing industry. But at that point in New Zealand, this was probably six, seven years ago, um, we really felt that that ship had sailed. Mm. But through our research, we discovered that um, in markets where you see craft beer taking off, you often see craft spirits following suit um, later on down the line. And at that point, there wasn't the amazing diversity of um, gin distilleries that there is today in New Zealand. Mm. And then Ben was looking online one day and he found a still for sale um, on Trade Me, which is like the New Zealand equivalent of eBay, I guess, mm. um, in Golden Bay. And that was somewhere that we had been as tourists. So we had done a little tiki tour around South Island when we first arrived in New Zealand and we had spent um, a couple of weeks camping in Golden Bay and we absolutely loved it. Um, and our eldest daughter had just been born. She was just 10 weeks old at the time. So we decided to take a trip down to Golden Bay and take a look at this still. Wow. Um, yeah, and we always joked that it was the sleep deprivation of a newborn baby that made us decide <laughs> that was the perfect moment in life to quit our comfortable corporate jobs and move to Golden Bay and start a gin distillery about which we knew absolutely nothing. Um, but that's exactly what we did. So, <laughs> so was it? Go. So obviously the still, you know, was alluring. But then um, was it the fact that that dancing sands spring was there as well? Is that what drew you there? Yeah, so there's, I mean, obviously there's still being there, Golden Bay being such a beautiful location, there's a lot of, a huge variety of people here, um, it was just a great place to be, mm. and then obviously the water quality, so um, the, ta- the township of Tartica, where our distillery is, um, sits on top of an aquifer that comes um, that comes out down the road at the Tiwakoro Pupu Spring, which is the clearest springs in the world. Wow. Um, so incredible! It's an incredible place, um, and has a lot of um, a lot of incredible meaning. Um, so um, yeah, we're we're uh, everyone in town is using bore water, and um, so we have this amazing amazing quality water. We have a beautiful location, um, and it just really inspired us to to give it a go. So did you also inherit some of the people that might know how to make gin? Or did, how did you go about getting your team together? Yeah, so once we decided to start the business, um, we actually bought a little 20-litre home still. So New Zealand is one of the only countries um, you can distill at home mm. without a licence. Of course. Um, we bought a bu- <laughs> ben, um, ben started us off. We bought a bunch of books, did a lot of Googling, learned the basics and learned the ropes. Um, and then initially when we started, we um, had someone working with us um, who had some experience. 
Um, but from there, really, we taught ourselves and a lot of trial and error, um, learned the hard way quite a few times in the last few years. Uh, and now we have um, now we have a team of distillers um, that we've trained based on how we learned to distill. Mm. And distilling is, I guess, a lot, a lot like um, cooking in many respects, or that's certainly how we think about it, which is, you know, when you've made a meal, whether you've made a good meal or a really excellent meal and it's the same when you're um trialing a gin recipe you you can taste when you've you've really got the mix of botanicals right or when you've just kind of done the average job and um ben my husband has done all of the product development on all of the products that we've um released and he um has done just hours and hours of um r&d and working out what flavors work well together and which are easy to use and which are hard and he's just basically um put together all of the recipes that we have um himself that's that's an incredible thing to be doing that's right from going from nothing to such a great knowledge base um congratulations i think that's such a great achievement <laughs> thank you so yeah. how long have you yeah. been going i'm sorry how, how long has the business been running yeah, just over six years. So we mm. started in um, April 2016. Okay. Yeah, and we sold our first, we spent the first six months. Um, then was just, we basically shut the doors and we just figured out up and down and we figured out how to scale recipes and um, from, you know, our little little trial 20 litre still up to our production still. And then we sold our first bottle of gin in October 2016. Mm. So you'd have to really like gin yourselves to be testing so much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, luckily we met um, um, when um, Ben was living in New York and we used to go um, to drink gin martinis in cocktail bars in New York in the good old days before children arrived. Um, And so we really enjoyed gin as a drink. So it was an easy easy segue um, into making it. Although I have to say that actually today, six years later, Ben and I probably drink less gin now and we ever have done just because it's become something that we're constantly tasting and trying for work. Sure. And so um, we drink a lot less of it um, socially than we used to. <laughs> and what are the botanicals you, you use? I saw there's a beautiful photo of the copper still um, on the website and I can see some herbs being sort of waved around the entrance of it. But yeah. they, what, yeah. what do you use? Yeah, so our core recipe um, is a spice-forward gin. Our dry gin is, um, is spice-forward with the botanicals that we use, which is quite unusual for a dry gin. A lot of dry gins would traditionally put citrus in their botanical mix, but we decided that we wanted to try something a little different. Mm. So we use um, locally foraged manuka, which is um, a native um, native shrub. It's got almost a, a pine-like um flavor to it mm. um, obviously use juniper berries and then we use peppercorns um, cardamom coriander as well so lots of Indian peppery um, spices in there spice flavors and then um, almonds which we use for mouthfeel wow and we also add, we also add licorice root and um, angelica root so the licorice root is beautiful it gives it a, a wonderful um, aniseedy um, tail to the gin it sounds so delicious, and um, I'm actually still at school when I'm recording this, and it's one o'clock, so it's probably a bit early for me, but it's making me really want to rush out and try some of your gin. Um, how much do you make? 
you know, what, what, I don't even know per when, but per <laughs> how many bottles do you put out a year, perhaps? Yeah, yeah I guess this, this last year is around... Um around 45,000 bottles wow. so we're selling in New Zealand and also um, exporting overseas mm. um, to quite a few markets now um, and yeah so the production has grown quite significantly and we've actually just installed um, a new spill so we are moving up um, from the spill we bought six years ago um, to a new 700 litre hybrid spill which will enable us to keep up with that um, with that demand and hopefully continue to grow the business. And we also, when we first started, we also made rum um, from fermenting our own molasses and vodka. But since our gin took off, we've um, we've had to sidestep those um, those beverages. So we're hopeful with the new spill, we'll be able to go get back into those categories sometime down the line. Sure. And I know, I mean, as you say, gin has really taken off and I know there's lots of gin producers in Melbourne alone, um, not to mention Australia. So, um, I mean, entering awards and competitions and so on, are gin makers a breed apart or, you know, what, what is a, what's a collective of gin makers? Do you have that sort of experience of all being in the room together or... Not really. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So there's a great community um, in the distilling industry, both um, within New Zealand and also internationally. And that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about um, about this industry. So, for example, in um, in New Zealand, we have um, the Distilled Spirits Aotearoa um, Association, which is basically a group of um, well, all of the um, distilleries. Um, and we... Um, we share problems, ideas, um, we've joined together to try and create better um, regulations and um, ways of doing things in the industry. But also internationally, you know, for example, I've had contact with, um, with Australian uh, distilleries and others in the US when we've had um, problems we're trying to solve or questions to ask that we haven't been able to find the answers for here. It's pretty common for a distillery to um, just tap up another one that might might have the answer and, and help each other out and that's been um really refreshing um point from there oh it's great it's good to hear sort of like to think that communities would be helping each other and not just in competition with each other i think there's absolutely room yeah. for everyone for our industry as well you know we're we're obviously all um up against the you know the big um brands that you would that you would know in a liquor store and i think our view is it's much better to work together as a team um, than be to competing against one another and so um, yeah we have great relationships with a number of distilleries in New Zealand and there's a gin event now a, a pretty big thing here as I, I believe they are also in Australia and that's a great a way for us all to get together and just catch up on how things are going and um, yeah it's wonderful. And this that kind of ties into my next question because you've really touched on I guess the environmental aspect of Dancing Sands but that sustainability, and sometimes that can be sustainability of, of people and communities and so on as well, but what is that sustainable and environmental aspect of Dancing Sands? Yeah, so this is something we're very actively looking at at the moment. Um, we've already made some some small changes. Um, so, for example, we're um, trying to remove plastic wrap from the distillery using um, reusable pallet wraps instead of um, plastic pallet wrap. 
we upcycle um, some of our waste materials into other products. So, for example, we make a gin jam out of our um, the, the leftover strawberries when we make our sun-kissed gin. Um, it's delicious. <laughs> um, we, also, <laughs> we also partnered with a local, another local business here called Global Soap, and they upcycle our waste botanicals and waste wash. So that's what's left over after the distillation finishes. And they've helped us turn that into um, a soap. Um, but for sort of bigger projects and ongoing, um, one of the key things for us is looking at implementing a water recycling system for the still. But obviously, when you're when you're distilling, you use water in your condenser to cool your um, cool your vapor down and turn it back into a liquid. And we would like to get um, into a place where we can recycle that water around and not um, always be using fresh um, fresh water. Mm. Um, amongst other things but I think certainly across the industry it's front of mind and there's a lot of great um, projects um, happening um, in uh, in this space and so yeah something that's front of our mind uh, with every new product we make and every decision we take and as we develop the business. Mm. And just finally um, Sarah what does it mean for Dancing Sands to be part of the Made with Care campaign? Yeah, it's a great question, Joe. We're really um, excited to be part of it. It's a great way um, for New Zealand to showcase some of its amazing food and beverage um, products that we have here. And so for us to be included um, is, a, is a real privilege. And um, it's exciting to be able to connect up with um, other Australian businesses and consumers and show them show them what we have. We already have quite a following in Australia. So there's a number, of, we have a number of customers who regularly order our gin from us here in New Zealand so for us to be able to enter the Australian market in a more meaningful way is, is really exciting. Mm. I could not believe, um, I've lived here for 11 years but my heart's still very firmly in New Zealand um, yeah. <laughs> and looking through the products I just, um, not that I've, I've had anything to do with any of them of course but I felt so proud to be a New Zealander and, um, and, and excited too that you know I think New Zealand has always battered above its weight in many domains but it's lovely to be um, you know be showcasing all those special products with you know absolutely ethical environmentally sustainable practices as well um, and I just I felt so proud to be a New Zealander so <laughs> it's a great campaign that, I think. <laughs> yeah that's great to hear Joe. I completely agree New Zealand really does um, punch above its weight um, with what it produces especially for such a a small country, um, we do we do pretty well, so we're very proud to be part of that. Yeah. Well, look, um, thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get back to your um, Golden Bay idyll. And, and yeah. it's, it's quite um, grey and overcast in Melbourne, so I think you've got the better deal. But um, all the best, and it's been really lovely chatting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with the Chef with Sarah Bonoma from Dancing Sands Gin in Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you want to experience all the greatness for yourself, which of course you do, you can check out Dancing Sands on Instagram at Dancing Sands, or one word, uh, or go to their website at www.dancingsands.com for some stunning photos of Golden Bay, the spring and the alluring copper still. You can see more lovely producers on the Made With Care campaign on at discovernew.nz. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation With The Chef. And if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwiththechef.com. 
I would so love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day.